Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the January 24th, 2024 206th edition, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is in Studio West. Oh, and check this out. Colleen Daniel started with us back in Episode 6, exactly 200 episodes ago. Thank you, Colleen. We're also here with the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, talk, and information. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield police nab two stolen cars in one. We talk microtransit, thoroughfares, and roadways in a conversation with a councilman. Texas State primary's ballot is complete and election season has begun locally for city council and school board. In sports, a rough outing for Mansfield girls basketball. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with Constable Sandra Lee. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. Hey there, it's Luke from Cool Hand Electric. Are you tired of dealing with plugs or lights that just won't cooperate? Well, don't fret. Give us a call. Worried about power outages or surges damaging your precious electronics? We've got you covered. Whether it's a whole house generator or surge protection, our solution-oriented Cool Hands are ready to tailor the perfect option that suits your needs and budget. At Cool Hand Electric, excellence is still cool. Cool Hand, Cool Hand, Cool Hand, where excellence is still Are you ready to take advantage of falling mortgage interest rates in the coming months? This is Roger with the Roger and Beth team. With housing demand predicted to increase across the DFW Metroplex, the Roger and Beth team are standing by to help move you and your family forward. No move in your future? That's okay, too. It's time for your annual review of your real estate portfolio, and we're happy to help. Contact us at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Imagine a city where innovation knows no bounds, where dreams take flight and the future unfolds before your very eyes. Welcome to Mansfield, a beacon of growth and a testament to vision. In the heart of Mansfield, a remarkable transformation is underway. But it's not just about the physical landscape. It's about the spirit that drives us forward, a spirit of collaboration that bridges cultures, a spirit of entrepreneurship that fuels prosperity, and a spirit of community that binds us as one. Mansfield is more than just a place. It's a canvas where diversity paints the picture of progress. From art festivals that ignite creativity to tech hubs that redefine boundaries, this city celebrates every voice, every passion. Mansfield, where growth knows no limits and the vision is limitless. Brought to you by the unstoppable spirit of the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation. Hi, this is Daryl Perez, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by the Grand View Event Center. It was a twofer for the Mansfield Police Department Saturday evening as officers received a flock license plate reader notification around 7.30 p.m. about a stolen vehicle on North Walnut Creek Drive. What unfolded next was a sequence of events that demonstrated the skill and coordination of the Mansfield Police Department night shift. As the stolen vehicle pulled into the Murphy USA gas station in the 900 block of North Walnut Creek Drive, officers on the scene made a startling discovery, another stolen vehicle at the same location. While one of the cars was successfully stopped, the other fled the scene, initiating a pursuit. 
the driver of the first vehicle was swiftly apprehended, but four passengers managed to evade officers and ran north of the location. With the assistance of a drone officer, all of the suspects were located in the woods and subsequently arrested. Meanwhile, other officers were in pursuit of the second stolen vehicle on the 287 service road, leading to a brief but intense chase heading southbound on US-287. The pursuit concluded when the vehicle was eventually stopped on 287 at Lone Star Road, and all three suspects were successfully apprehended. All totaled, seven juveniles and one adult were arrested. The Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday evening. The following opinions are those of, wait a second, not Michael Evans. Following opinions are those of Casey Lewis and may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. We call this a conversation with the councilman. Casey Lewis, welcome to About Mansfield. Thanks, Steve. It's always good to come hang out with you. Filling in the uh, the shoes of uh, Michael Evans, and um, yeah, Monday night, even though there wasn't a whole lot on the agenda, you guys uh, had a long meeting. Uh, it ended up being a long one, yeah. We started around uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon with a, with a TERS meeting and <laughs> then a work meeting. session, and then we, we adjourned just after 10 p.m. And when the public got together at 6 p.m., so that was about a four-hour public meeting, and uh, topping off, I guess, the big topic of the the night was the data center. Uh, Yeah, so we did a zoning change on some city-owned property out uh, at the northeast corner of Britain Road and Heritage. Mm -hmm. Um, That uh, that was a SOMA zoning case to allow for... uh, a, a new data center to come out uh, to this area that was part of the entertainment district, but it's this weird triangle that is up against a rail and a s- electric generation substation. And um, so it was just a weird piece that didn't work within the entertainment district. So uh, a large data center that uh, provides jobs for people in our community yeah. and relatively low traffic impacts. Uh, so that went through um and received its second and final zoning approval last night. Next on the agenda was the M3 Ranch project. Yeah, so M3 Ranch, uh, the the single-family portions were zoned back in 2018. Um, it was actually one of my first meetings as a council member hmm. to, to approve M3 Ranch. Um, but prior to that, uh, sometime in the mid-2000s, the landowner had also zoned uh, what was their commercial section, which is off of Heritage Parkway. And uh, that was zoned for uh, roughly 18 acres of um apartment multifamily and then uh the rest was C2 commercial uh the those uses uh the zoning from 20 years ago would have meant apartments more like what you see along 360 rather than stuff with ground floor commercial retail. Um, and so by rezoning this to a SOMA case, you're able to make this rather than having commercial uses that everybody has to drive to and then apartments that everybody drives from, uh, you're able to combine those two to create a walkable mixed use district that supports all of M3 Ranch uh, with a neighborhood commercial center. Let's talk about the the new stadium and the new city hall. You've hired a, a couple of architects. We did. We hired the architect for the multi-use stadium. Uh, that was we had the TERS meeting at two o'clock. They made the recommendation, and then ultimately council approved to hire and move forward with that project. Um, there are 
obviously a lot of hurdles still between now and construction. And we've got a bunch of off ramps that save taxpayer dollars. All of the funding from that is actually within a TERS district um, in the entertainment district. So all of the development that takes place in the entertainment district mm-hmm. is what's paying for all of this. Um, and then uh, we did go ahead and hire the architect Park Hill uh, for the new city hall. And uh, they uh, they did the one in McKinney. They're doing uh, a renovation of the city hall in Frisco right now. Um, and after we we interviewed three companies, saw three presentations, um, we received over twenty proposals from architects wow. around the country. Um, and we think Park Hill is going to do a fantastic job to uh, build a generational type project for our new town square. Let's go back to the stadium for just a second. Sure. Is, is it, how large is the stadium? Is this going to be like an AT and T stadium of of eighty thousand people? We or? are not building Jerry World or anything no. like that. But um, <laughs> you know that there are still. Outstanding questions as to what this all looks like. We're obviously under an NDA. I think the mayor talked about that uh, okay. at uh, State of the City. We're under yep. an NDA as to who's going to operate it. That we're not quite at that level. Gotcha. Um, but right now, um, if you've ever seen the Switchback Stadium in Colorado Springs, or you go online and look at it, um, our stadium will be very similar to that. And the architect we hired actually is the one who designed the Switchback Stadium in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Next on the agenda was the possibility of annexing uh, 500 acres to uh, the city of Mansfield. What happened with that? Uh, we ultimately tabled this for another two weeks. Um, it, the landowner um, is also a home builder and developer. They closed on this land a couple of years ago. And the state of Texas uh, has changed a lot of laws that limit the city's ability to regulate things that are outside of city limits. Um, and so we are working through... How do we best uh, best navigate this development that, uh, frankly, and I told them this last night, uh, the development is very far below the standards of what anybody in Mansfield would expect or want. Hmm. Um, however, with state law, they are able to build that with or without the city. And so we're trying to find a reasonable and rational path forward um, to where they are in the city, um, but maybe meet some of our standards and things um, without them into the city. They're still going to build all of the kids that live there will still go to our schools. All of the residents there will still shop in our stores and drive on our streets and shop and go to our parks and go to our library and use city services um, like police and fire that we deliver mutual aid out into Johnson County with. Um, All of those things are still true. All of those things still happen, but if they're not in city limits, they do not pay city taxes. Ah. And so we would not have any city revenue Ever on what is 1,300 single-family homes and 60-plus acres of multifamily and commercial. Um, that is happening because of some state laws that took place over the 2017 and 2023 legislative sessions. Uh, there's not a lot the city can do. We're working through to try to uh, find some reasonable paths forward uh, to make this project happen. And if the developer agrees to annex the 500 acres, the city then will be able to step in and say, okay, these are the standards of the city. In, in theory, that would be great. Um, <laughs> the, the challenge is when somebody can do whatever they want to without you, um, you're a little held hostage. So right. um, we're, we're doing the best we can. You finished the night with an update on microtransit, thoroughfares, and roadways. Yeah, so I'm the chair of the transportation subcommittee. And... Um, we, uh, we had a meeting back on January 8th, so I just gave a brief update to the city council. Uh, one was regarding microtransit. Um, the, we are partners with Trinity Metro to deliver VIA services mm-hmm. that are 
on-demand, uh, similar to what Arlington and Grand Prairie and Fort Worth have. Um, and so they have applied for their federal funding. Um, that's the only way this thing works is if federal funds come through and then it'll have to go through the uh, Regional Transportation Council, which is made up of all of the cities in North Texas. Um, so once they all receive the funds approval, uh, we'll we'll launch that program. We expect marketing will start sometime in April and the program itself will launch in Mansfield sometime this summer. Are we getting buses? We are not getting buses. This is uh, on-demand transit, um, similar to what Uber and Lyft are. Arlington has it. Grand Prairie has it. Fort Worth has it. Um, it's uh, limited hours throughout the day, but this is designed to help people that uh, don't have a car, shouldn't yeah. drive, can't drive, um, elderly, disabled. Lost their keys. Lost their keys. Um, your car broke down in a parking lot. You yeah. just need to get home. Um, it's designed to help those type of people be able to navigate our city uh should they should they need to? You mentioned the words about two minutes ago, so I'm going to bring it back up. State of the city. Thirty seconds on uh, your thoughts on on the state of the city address. The best thing that when you're in an elected capacity is to think about and dream about the future. Yeah, um, we can make decisions based on today, but ultimately, you know, I was elected in 2018 for the first time, and my first some of my first discussions were uh, Daymeyer Road in Holland, and now it's 2024, and Holland is finally wrapping up construction, and Daymeyer is uh, just now getting started. So um, we are often working on things that far outseed our terms as elected representatives, but also in a lot of cases with what uh, the mayor discussed and the city manager discussed at the state of the city far exceed most of our lifetimes. Um, and so we're working on big generational project things, um, a canal system, a river walk in, in Mansfield, Texas, right. you know, the a development has to have drainage somehow. Why not dam it up and make a really great amenity for future generations of Mansfield? Well, and isn't that what San Antonio is? It's, it's, it's not a, a, canal for for it's it's a drainage canal it's a drainage canal or you go up to oklahoma city in in brick Brick town right and it was a dried up riverbed and somebody said why don't we dam this up and keep water in it and then billions of dollars of development come up around it it becomes a tourist destination uh it is an economic boon to a community and ultimately brings in other people's tax dollars for sales tax dollars and investment that lowers all of our single family property uh, tax dollars that we have to pay to my wife and I stayed in Bricktown just last year uh, just because we've never been to Oklahoma City we said hey let's oh there's this little community called Bricktown and we walked around the Riverwalk and Bricktown's fantastic San Antonio is is and they've all been there and they have a little stadium they do have a little stadium uh, <laughs> at, at Bricktown for a, for a minor league baseball team. Filling in for, uh, we call this a moment with the mayor, but today we're calling it a conversation with a councilman filling in for Mayor Michael Evans. Uh, Casey Lewis, thanks for being here. Thanks for the update and thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thanks, Steve. While many are starting to focus on the May local elections, let's not forget about the Texas state primaries coming up in March. It's called Super Tuesday, the single day when the most states hold primaries or caucuses. The Texas state ballot is a busy one this year, as voters in each primary will choose their candidates for U.S. President, U.S. Senate, Congressional and Legislative Offices, the State Board of Education, the Railroad Commission, and judicial seats, as well as their state Senate representative. Early voting begins February 20th, and if no candidate receives a majority of the vote in the primary, the top two vote-getters will compete in a runoff on May 28th. 
Texas is an open primary state, meaning voters can decide every two years whether to pick Republican or Democratic nominees. The Texas Tribune has put together an extensive look at the state election ballot. If you'd like a sneak peek, log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the links tab. Meanwhile, Colleen, those who enjoy local elections in Mansfield may call this the most wonderful time of the year, as the filing season has opened for candidates to place themselves on either the Mansfield City Council or MISD school board ballot. City Council incumbents Brent Newsom and Julie Short quickly filed for re-election, while Mansfield Methodist CEO Juan Frescas has filed to run for seat four, currently held by Casey. Lewis. As of this recording, Lewis has yet to file. On the school board side, incumbents Michelle Newsom and Desiree Thomas wasted no time in getting their re-election bids on the ballot, while former school principal Matthew Herzberg looks to unseat Newsom and UTA professor Dr. Jandale Crutchfield seeks Thomas's position. The deadline to file to run for either city council or school board is Friday, February 6th at 5 p.m. and election day is May 4th. Coming up in basketball, it was a rough outing for the Lady Tigers, and we'll talk about it because sports is next. Are you ready to create unforgettable memories? Picture this, an enchanting event venue nestled amidst breathtaking landscapes with panoramic views right here in Mansfield. The Grandview Event Center is the perfect setting to bring your vision to life. From intimate gatherings to large-scale extravaganzas, the Grand View has flexible spaces to accommodate any occasion, be it a graduation or school function, art exhibition, or birthday or anniversary party. Book your next unforgettable experience at thegrandviewmansfield.com. That's thegrandviewmansfield.com. The Grand View Event Center, where memories are made and dreams become reality. Book your event today. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Wealth building made simple. In sports, it's one of those games that you'd like to put behind you. In fact, erased as quickly as possible from the memory as the Mansfield Lady Tigers were defeated on their home basketball court Friday night by DeSoto. 61 to 11. DeSoto has always been a tough pill to swallow as they were 6A state champions in 21 and 22 and runner up in 23. With six games left in the regular season, the Lady Tigers are currently 11 and 17 and will face DeSoto one more time in February for their last game of the season. Speaking of routes, the Timberview girls continue their winning ways by soundly defeating Burleson Friday night, 68 to 31. The Wolves girls are now 30 and 1 on the season with a 27 game winning streak and are ranked number two in the state. If you have a comment about the show, the news, whatever's on your mind locally, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever, you can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938 or you can email us at news at aboutmansfield.com. This coming Friday, January 26th is National Fun at Work Day. 
for HR directors and leaders of corporations. This is a day that's all about giving employees a much-needed break from their hectic schedules by making their workday more fun and relaxing. Of course, team building should be worked into the activities. Some ideas for Friday may include catering a lunch, give away some fun swag bags, create comedy skits with the employees as the stars, play office trivia, or maybe office Olympics. In any event, the key word in Friday's National Fun at Work Day is fun. Whatever you do, Make it a day to remember. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Beating the winter blues? I'm Angel Biasati, and we'll be talking about ways to beat the winter blues and journey toward a brighter, more vibrant winter season and Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Beth Steinke, and today on the Mansfield Real Estate Report, we're going to explore the financial issues that might derail your ability to buy the house you love. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that's a combination of cucumber and honeydew melon. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is about Mansfield. This portion of the news was brought to you by the Grand View Event Center. Hey there, it's Luke from Cool Hand Electric. Are you tired of dealing with plugs or lights that just won't cooperate? Well, don't fret. Give us a call. Worried about power outages or surges damaging your precious electronics? We've got you covered. Whether it's a whole house generator or surge protection, our solution-oriented Cool Hands are ready to tailor the perfect option that suits your needs and budget. At Cool Hand Electric, excellence is still cool. Cool Hand, Cool Hand, At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community and why so many people trust Methodist. Congratulations to Nicole Peterson, who knew that National Texas Day celebrates the day when Texas became the seventh state to secede from the Union. Incidentally, for those who guessed Texas Independence Day, that day falls on March 2nd. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. When we all remember the storm that blew through our town back in June that pelted this community with baseball-sized hail, it did a ton of damage around Mansfield, including my own roof. Regular listeners to About Mansfield have heard Paul Duncan's commercials for Trinity Roofing and Construction. And after the storm, I reached out to him, and boy, am I glad that I did. From the first call to Paul to working with the crew leader, the scheduling department, and the entire construction team, and how it all played out with my insurance company, working with Trinity Roofing and Construction was a breeze. It's easy to see why they're a platinum preferred contractor with Owens Corning with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you're thinking on replacing your roof, look no further than Trinity Roofing and Construction. They're a Mansfield-based company, and you can find them on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. Again, that's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. 
Our office has over 30 years experience in the insurance industry and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right here, right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a Mansfield area restaurant of your choice, brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. And as I've mentioned this before, not everyone wins on a Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on a Thursday, a Friday, or whenever, give it a shot. You may be taking home a $25 restaurant gift card. Colleen, it's your turn. Well, Steve, today's trivia question carries the Mansfield name, but not locally. Mansfield Dam is the largest dam in Texas and was opened in 1941 to control flooding in the area. This week's trivia question is multiple choice. Where is Mansfield Dam located? Is it A, just outside of Abilene, B, just outside of Austin, or C, just outside of Amarillo? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, where is Mansfield Dam located? Just outside of Abilene, Austin, or Amarillo? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Haley Hudson, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Angel Biasati is here to talk about how to beat the winter blues in Methodist Mansfield, news to know. Angel? As the days grow shorter and the temperatures drop, it's not uncommon to feel the weight of the winter blues. But fear not, today we're uncovering ways to turn those gray days into moments filled with light, joy, and renewed energy. Let's shed some light on the darkness. There's not a clinical diagnosis for the winter blues. However, the National Institute of Health says the winter blues are fairly common and can be marked by a feeling more down than usual, sad, less energized, or less interested in activities. So, here are some activities you can do to lift your mood. Embrace natural light, whether it's taking a brisk walk during daylight hours or opening your curtains to let sunlight into your space. Light works wonders and lifts your mood. Getting at least 20 minutes of vigorous activity has been shown to improve your mood. And speaking of light, let's explore the magic of indoor illumination. From cozy candles to twinkling lights, these little sparkles of brightness can transform the ambience and lift spirits during the dark winter evenings. Other activities that bring light to this cold, dark days, try engaging in hobbies that you enjoy, be it painting, cooking, or even dancing in your living room, can inject vitality into your routine. Try the power of connection. Cultivating meaningful connections, whether it's spending time with loved ones, reaching out to friends, 
or joining community events can warm the heart and create a sense of belonging. Another way to combat the winter blues is finding moments for self-care, whether it's through meditation, journaling, indulging in a laugh-out-loud movie, or a good book can nourish the soul and keep the winter chill at bay. Let's also remember to nurture our body and mind, fueling ourselves with healthy, comforting meals, engaging activities that stimulate the mind, like learning a new skill. Practicing mindfulness can bring warmth and energy. Another favorite is homemade hot chocolate. Consider making it with fortified milk, which provides a combination of carbohydrate, protein, and vitamin D. This combination helps increase serotonin levels, which are known to help one relax. Most people get brighter when you have something to look forward to. Try a day vacation, such as ice skating with friends, playing sports in the front yard, visiting an art museum, going out to a new restaurant, or perhaps attending a concert. All are great ways to beat the winter blues. Just remember, as we journey toward brighter winter days, remember that the power to infuse light and life into these chilly moments resides within us. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati, reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here with some financial issues that could derail your next real estate purchase in the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Beth, here's a little story for you, one that is repeated across the nation week after week. A prospective buyer calls up a random realtor and asks to see a house. Well, that's not a shock or a surprise, but it's what happens next that's the really interesting part of the story. The realtor might ask a few questions while on the phone, develop a little rapport, and then likely drop everything to go show that house. Now, while at the house, they may ask a few more questions and then discover that the buyer loves the house, like this is the one. The line of questions might turn towards crafting an offer. The realtor is excited. The buyer is excited. Everyone is excited. The line of question then turns to financing. We discover that this buyer is not pre-approved. They go on to explain that they make plenty of money and getting pre-approved is no problem at all. Great. The realtor gets them connected with a terrific local lender, or they go find their own online, and the excitement continues and builds. Everyone goes back on with their day, and when the realtor reaches out to start working on crafting the perfect offer for the perfect house, the buyer pushes the realtor off. Or calls may go unanswered altogether. What could have happened? The realtor has served at a high level, provided great service, but is left wondering... Well, often what happens is that the buyer and the lender have run into a stumbling block in getting that pre-approval. You recall, the pre-approval that was going to be no problem. Well, here are a few of those problems that can block your dream home dreams. Oops, credit score. If you aren't actively working on a large credit purchase, you aren't typically obsessed with your credit score and aren't watching it very closely. But that missed payment last November, or that car payment that they let you move to the back of the loan, or even closing that credit card that you were no longer using that you've had for more than 20 years, all of these things and so many more could have dramatically reduced your credit score when you weren't even looking. 
The good news here is that most lenders can give you good guidance for bringing that credit score up quickly. Well, maybe the buyer didn't have the needed down payment or closing costs in available cash. We all know how hard it is to save for anything these days, and even those with high incomes can find that a challenge. But they also might feel really stuck if they don't have a good plan for creatively overcoming the stumbling block. Or another reason they might not have qualified is that they could be a business owner. Having your own business offers you many different options for income, tax deductions, and offsetting profit. And sometimes people write off a tremendous amount of their income. The lender has to use the last two years of tax returns to show proof that the buyer has the ability to repay the loan. Or it may be that the front-end or back-end debt-to-income ratios just don't work. A front-end debt-to-income ratio refers to the total of your housing expense as it relates to your overall income. So if the amount of your mortgage payment for your dream home is too much of your total income, it doesn't matter how good your credit score is, you will have difficulty qualifying. The back-end ratio refers to the total of all of your debt. So those two big car payments in the driveway, your student loans, that brand new RV payment, and the massive new house along with its massive payment may not be the recipe needed for success. Now back to our hypothetical buyer. Sometimes when these hard financial truths come up, a buyer will get a bit embarrassed and ghost us but they shouldn't. Nearly every one of these issues can be overcome or a workaround found through special programs, hard work, or time. Your realtor is here to be a partner and a resource for you. They will work so hard to put together the right team to get you into your goal, a goal that you get to live in. Do you have a real estate question I can answer? Send me a message via email to info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, you know it's going to be good as Brian Certain works on his honeydew list in the cocktail of the week. Brian? This week's cocktail of the week is the cucumber honeydew mocktail. This is part four of cocktails for dry January. But don't worry about taking notes. As I'm giving out the ingredients and instructions, I always post them on bourbongospel.com. And in fact, if you want to make your life simple, you can just sign up on bourbongospel.com and have the Cocktail of the Week delivered directly to your inbox every Wednesday. If you want to make the most of remembering last summer's bounty with this light and pleasantly sweet blend of cocktail showcasing the cool cucumber and melon flavors, you're going to need some chopped honeydew melon. You're going to need a cucumber peeled and chopped. You're going to need fresh lemon juice, some mint leaves, some agave, and a pinch of salt. For garnish, you're going to need some additional cucumber slices and mint sprigs. To make the cocktail, in a blender, you're going to combine the chopped honeydew melon, the cucumber, the lemon juice, the mint leaves, the agave, and just a pinch of salt. Then you're going to blend on high until smooth, about 15 to 30 seconds. Then you're going to pour the mixture through a fine mesh strainer, and that you're going to pour into a cocktail glass. Then you're going to add a handful of ice and shake vigorously for 10 to 15 seconds. And then you're going to strain again into a chilled cocktail glass. 
Finally, garnish that glass with a slice of cucumber hooked onto the rim and a nice sprig of mint. The honeydew and cucumber blend together for a sweet melon flavor with bright garden notes. The lemon juice perks everything up with some tart citrus, while the mint lends a whisper of herbal freshness. Shaking dilutes the drink for a lighter, more refreshing mouthfeel. The touch of agave balances out the tartness. Overall, this blended cocktail is the essence of summer in a glass. Refreshing melon and cucumber flavors mingle with bright citrus and herbs for a light, garden-inspired beverage. Sip this cocktail outside by a fire pit or enjoy as a palate cleanser between courses at a winter dinner party. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. We're back in 60 seconds with Steve's interview with Constable Sandra Lee. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. And are you ready to make your voice heard? Want to bring out your ideas to life through captivating conversations and engaging visuals? Look no further than Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio, your one-stop destination for award-winning audio and video podcast recording. Equipped with cutting-edge microphones, crystal-clear audio recording, and high-definition cameras, we're here to turn your ideas into engrossing content. But it's not just about the equipment. We're dedicated to bringing out the best in your content. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, We're here to elevate your podcasting game. We'll even help you with intro music, transitions, voiceover, and that professional polish that sets your podcast apart. So whether you're into interviews, storytelling, or simply sharing your expertise, Podcast Mansfield can help bring your podcasting dreams to life. Visit podcastmansfield.com. Podcast Mansfield, where creating your podcast masterpiece has never been easier. Hi, this is Teresa Cohagen, director for Visit Mansfield and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, she was elected to the office of Tarrant County Constable Precinct 7 right here in Mansfield back in November of 2020. Her career experience has been in education, yet the voters continued to trust and put their trust in her by electing her as the constable. We welcome... Sandra D. Lee, Tarrant County Precinct 7 Constable to About Mansfield. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. Do people ever call you Sandra D.? Yes, all the time. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. Now, we just met last week. Yes, sir. I happened to to walk into a room of a, a networking event, a ribbon cutting, and the first person I saw was Sandra Lee. And you we've never met before. Right. And you said, hello, Steve. And I thought, okay, she knows who I am. Uh, your name was on, uh, was on a badge, <laughs> so that helped. <laughs> and I got to thinking that I have never interviewed a constable before, be it you or any other constable. Yes, sir. And I thought, you know, wouldn't that be nice... Uh, as we exchanged pleasantries and then I started to walk away and I turned her back around and said, Hey, would you like to be a guest on this show? And, and, and so thank you for accepting my pleasure, my invitation. 
You you've been the the constable now for almost uh, about three and a half, almost four years. Well, three years. I in December was my third full year, so this is my fourth year, and this is re-election year. Every four years, we're re-elected or okay. we. We, we, election. That's, that's okay. The, the, that's the positive attitude right there. We are reelected every four years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What does a constable do? Me as constable, I oversee the office, but I have 11 deputies that work for me. Uh, one, building security for the courthouse in Mansfield. One, bailiff for JP Court and the other nine are out on the street serving papers. Serving papers, what type of papers? JP court, district court, attorney general papers, whatever courts are filed, they come to our office if you live in Precinct 7 and we serve them. All right. So that uh, basically subpoenas. Subpoenas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mental, mental warrants. We do, we do okay. both the civil and criminal side. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't see constable office as law enforcement, but we are fully fledged law enforcement officers. Obviously, you ran for the office, you won the office, uh, but what attracted you to being a, con- a constable? You know what? Since I was a young kid, I wanted to be in law enforcement. Really? Okay. Yes, but as a teenager, I did some things and got arrested. <gasps> and, and I love to tell this story, especially when I'm talking to our teenagers these days, yeah. to let them know that the mistakes you make as a teenager does not reflect how your life will turn out. So, but because I came up in the 80s, when I would apply, you know, it was, well, you know, you did this. And I'm like, yeah, but I was 19. I'm now 29. You know yeah. you know what I'm saying? Three kids, a husband. Uh, I've changed. But for whatever reason, I could never get on. And I tell people all the time, when I finally got on with law enforcement, I'm over the agency. So what does that tell you? The one thing I've always wanted to do, and I finally got into it, and not only am I into it, but I'm leading the agency, so I know God has me here. There you go. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go back. Uh, you you mentioned you mentioned youth, so let's mm-hmm. go back to where are you from? Well, I was born in Mineral Wells, but I went to middle school and high school in Midland. Mid oh in Midland okay uh-huh. that, out there in West Texas mm-hmm. um, high school uh, the name of the high school it was at the time Robert E Lee Robert E Lee we were rebels have they they've changed the name I, I was going to say yeah. they went PC mm-hmm. and um, okay yeah um, Robert E Lee you were the rebels we were the rebels okay what'd you do on a Friday night in Midland. I stayed at home. Yeah? Were you your homebody? I, I am. And uh, I was and I still am. I played basketball. Mm-hmm. So during basketball season, I stayed busy. But after basketball season was over, uh, I, ju- I was just at home. As a child, I think it was because as a child, you know, I was molested a couple of times. So mm. it kind of just kept me to myself. Yeah. Uh, but... Even when I graduated high school, I went after graduation, I went straight back home. Uh, and, and I think about my life and now, what it was like, and I realized that God was getting me ready for now. Yeah. Because I deal with a lot of students who had gone through the same things that I went through. And I'm able to help them and guide them and get them the help that they need. And that's the best thing about being a constable, that I'm able to give back to the community that I, I love the community. What when when you meet teenagers in the position that you're at, who are going through what you went through? What in in what way do you help them? I'm able 
to let them know that I understand what they're going through. Yeah. A lot of times they don't want to talk to you because they just feel like you're not going to understand. Well, teenagers don't like talking to adults. (laughs) You know what? I have great relationships with teenagers. The high schools bring the kids out all the time, especially during election time. And I sit and talk to them. And uh, I just always had great relationships with students. Well, also your background, you were 14 years as a truancy officer for the Mansfield ISD police. Mm -hmm. And so you... You were in contact with teenagers all the all time. the time. <laughs> I mean, the first one I ever came across after it was all over. He actually invited me to his graduation, which oh, I thought awesome. was just the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, a truancy officer. What do you do? Uh, you go out uh, in the noon hour to Whataburger and and drag people back to class? Or? Well, we cannot drag them back, but I oh. would walk through. With my Mansfield the truancy officer shirt, and usually they would get up and go back to wherever they were supposed to be. But most of the time, the schools would contact me and let me know who I needed to go out to see, and I would go out to homes. And what people need to understand, a lot of our truant students' issue is not truancy. Okay. It's home life. And so I had a student one time who he was like, I, I don't go to school because I always fall asleep. The reason why I fall asleep because I don't have a bed. You know what I'm it's those kind of things that affect our students. So I have bought plenty of beds for students. You have bought beds. I, I yeah. bought beds. Okay. And, and that's why I'm here because when I left Mansfield in 2020, I was making $33,000 a year. Mm. $33,000 a year. And is, is that a livable wage? No. Okay. But... It, Again, I was blessed with a husband who has a good job. So, yeah. you know, I was able to take my money and put it back into the community. Mm. And and I do the same thing now. Uh, I think about the money I made from truancy to elected official, and that's just more money that I can give back and put into the community. We have a mutual friend who told me last Tuesday, that would be yesterday, that you— spot a problem and you try to fix the problem instead of trying to elevate the problem by arrest or, for instance, okay, let's say truancy. And purchasing the bed is a great example. Instead of citing them for for truancy, all right, let's get to the root of the problem. Right. The root of the problem is you don't have a bed and you fix that problem. Do you find that in the rest of what you do as a constable, that you're a fixer instead of um, elevating the problem? I do, uh, because, again, it goes back to my childhood. I had a uncle who had eight kids, and his wife passed away, and the oldest at the time was 10. Mm. And I saw the struggles that my cousins went through, and I am 62, and I was nine, and I still remember that. Wow. So— you know, it just—I—I I, I can't explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Can we go back to happier times? Yeah, we we can. We okay. Can. Let's talk about basketball. Okay. Do you are you still a basketball fan? I am. Midland as a uh, as a rebel at Robert E. Lee. What position did you play? Point guard. Point guard. Were yeah. you any good? I was 
great. You oh, <laughs> no modesty there. You know what? And and that's the one thing that basketball was my passion. Yeah. And so anytime I hit that court, court I want to be the best one on that court. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty good. Okay. I was pretty good. Yeah. My daughter played, and now she's a coach over in Colleyville Heritage. Mm-hmm. So, and I used to always tell her when she played, you got to go out there with the mentality of being the best on the court. But she's more like her daddy. She's, uh, when she gets on the court, she wants to play nice. So, yeah. In high school, you, you mentioned that you, you wanted to be in law enforcement mm-hmm. at an early age. So, going through Robert E. Lee, uh, did that lead you into choosing? A, a further education beyond high school? Did you go to college? and and I did. I had a basketball scholarship. Oh, nice. Yeah, second year. I met my husband as soon as I got into college. Second year, I got pregnant, so I quit and he finished. And then I just had the babies. And, you know, from that point on, I worked. And I finally went back to college when my youngest, which is my daughter, was getting ready to Graduate, and I said I was going to be the only person in the house without a college degree. So let me go get something. And so, you know, but the things I wanted to do in life, I didn't need a college education for. Yeah. I never wanted to lead anything. I always liked being in the background because what I realized as a teacher assistant forever, when you have a teacher assistant in the class, they're usually the one that's really dealing with the students. And that's what I loved. In Fort Worth, I worked in a program where we only dealt with what's considered behavior students. And I did that for years. And I loved that program. So, uh, and those kids' issue was not behavior. Mm -hmm. It was home life. Yeah. Uh, And so a lot of them turned out really well. Some of them ended up in prison. But again, you know, that's society. And those are the choices that they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the home life, again, going back to the truant kid who doesn't have a bed. Right. That's now that's the that's the hand that they were dealt by their parents, but the decisions they make ultimately they either move on uh, this way or they wind up in prison. Right. And, and so even though. Uh, your parents may not be able to afford a bed. Right. You still have to make decisions mm-hmm. and 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 live right. life that way. What'd you get your degree in? Political science. Political. If I'm si- not mistaken. Political science. Okay. Yeah. I don't and you it. know what? A, a college degree isn't for everyone. Right. I don't have a college degree. My wife has five college degrees, <laughs> and and I have. Uh, does she have five? No, she has four. four. I take that back. Uh, she has four college degrees. I have none. We kind of even each other out. Uh, she says I have an honorary uh, PhD because mm-hmm. I helped her during that that uh, that time. But uh, I think I'm doing okay. Right. I get to interview interesting people every day, <laughs> and I don't need a college degree to do that. What brought you or how did you make your way from Midland to North Texas and eventually um, uh, Mansfield and, and this area? Well, my husband is from Fort Worth, so we moved back here. Uh, once we got married, we were over in Fort Worth. I didn't want my kids attending Fort Worth ISD, even though I worked there. Mm-hmm. So we moved over to Arlington and they ended up 
going to Kennedale. So they all graduated from Kennedale ISD. Did you live in Kennedale? I still do. You still live in Kennedale uh-huh. because you also, according to my crack research department, uh, served on the Kennedale City Council. I did. For three, almost four years. <laughs> and at one point, the mayor pro tem. For two years, yes, sir. Okay. What, uh, let's talk about Kennedale because it's right up the street. What were some of the projects that you were working on, some of the things that were most challenging in your your time there? Everything. Everything. (laughs) You know, I was the first ever African-American elected council. And so I remember one of the neighbors knocked on my door and said, we needed a audit of the general fund. And I said, oh, no problem. So I contacted the city manager and the mayor, December 12th, uh, 2017, mm-hmm. December 15, 2017, I received paperwork from the city attorney saying that they were, I was up for a violation of uh, city uh, charter. I violated the city charter, supposedly. When you looked at on the paperwork, nothing was there. Huh. But it was because I'd asked for that audit that they wanted me gone. They wanted, Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I survived that, and then May of 2018, I was up for recall. Again, huh. didn't do anything yeah. except for, in Kennedale, you can recall a person if you get enough uh, signatures from registered voters. Right. So that happened in May. I survived that, and then in June, I became Mayor Pro Tem again. That's why I know God has me here doing what I'm doing, <laughs> because— uh, no matter how hard they tried, and these were some prominent people who yeah. were who were coming after me, I survived. So what I was able to do was get a working class apartment in the Kennedale, which we desperately need. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I had everybody telling me that if I support that, that they would never vote for me again. Democrats, Republicans, Independents, and I would tell all of them the same thing. Okay, but we got it in there, and you know we've had some issues with it, but it's needed. You know, it was and, for uh, law enforcement and teachers, those type of uh, individuals. Affordable housing. Yeah. And affordable housing, every city needs affordable housing. Um, it does. So, it does. In, so you, you survived a couple of, uh, uh, as we, shots across the bow. Mm-hmm. Um would you say these two incidents, as a former president would say, was was a witch hunt? I would say that, but I think people realize who they're dealing with now. Yeah. And so— uh, <laughs> They're dealing with Sandra D. Lee. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I tell my husband all the time, people don't understand, I like this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, because I I try to show people that, for instance, when I was dealing with some parents at Mansfield ISD— and they were having some issues with their schools. I would tell them, go before the school board. Yeah. And they would always say, well, you know, because we're low income, they're not going to listen to us. And so I would have to be their voice. And so there's no way I could have backed down. You know, people were saying, why don't you just resign? Because we was only getting paid like a dollar a meeting. It wasn't about the money. Oh. At, so, you know, it was about showing the people that we're going to stand up to them. And we're going to prevail. And so we did. Let's go back to the Kennedale City Council. Are, uh, were you 
part of the decision making in in putting in the the traffic uh, circle roundabouts. That was already there. I was they were already decision. there. Yes, I hate okay. them roundabouts. You hate them. I do because I come through one every morning, and some people never stop. Oh yeah, they just fly through them, and it, they just I, I don't like them. You know, Mansfield's got one. Yeah, where is it at? Uh, right next door to the uh, uh, Methodist Mansfield that's right, that's Medical right. Center yeah, on Matlock. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I've, I've seen people blow through that too, and, <laughs> because I go through it every morning mm-hmm. to get here to the studio. But um, Kennedale's, what, half a dozen? Yeah, we uh, have, on Little Road, we have one, two, three, boom, boom, boom. Right. And I'm like, you know what, y'all just... Somebody made some money off of that. That's something I can <laughs> But would you rather have a traffic circle or a four-way stop? I would rather have a four-way stop because that means everyone has to stop. Uh, like I said, I was coming through the traffic circle the other day, and it was cars coming like four. None of them stopped. All of them just kept coming. So it was like, you know, it was just the fact that I know what to expect now. Otherwise, if I had a Saw the first one go through and think, well, it's my time and went through. I would have been hit by the second. No, everyone going in has a yield. They have to yield to everyone inside the circle. People, listen to me. If someone is inside the circle, you have to yield to them. Okay. Rant over. Is that, is that, is that correct? You're supposed to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're talking with Constable Sandra D. Lee, and we'll conclude this interview next week. In the meantime, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, talk, and information. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update Beth Steinke. Cultural Arts Calendar Tim Roberts. Cocktail of the Week Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Andrew Miner. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is, you guessed it, prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. Mansfield.